The presidential primaries are quickly approaching and both Republicans and Democrats have thrown their hats in the ring, all vying for the nation's top job. So can anyone carve out a clear path to the White House? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. With a crowded U.S. presidential field, campaign season is in full swing. The first Republican debate of 2024 for the U.S. presidential campaign could be a crucial moment for one of the candidates if former President Donald Trump decides to skip the Milwaukee debate on August 23rd. Trump, who is making his third straight White House bid, is the commanding frontrunner in the latest polls in the Republican nomination race, holding a significant double-digit lead over Ron DeSantis in most surveys. For more, we are joined by Andrew Riddle, the CEO of Liberation Technology Services. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Now, the primaries are swiftly approaching. The first RNC debate is just two weeks away. Do you think Donald Trump will take the stage? I believe he does. And that is simply because it is the largest stage that any candidate will have for, you know, now until Iowa. And for someone to miss out, especially when Donald Trump has such a large microphone, uh, I believe that he would be you know, misjudged to not participate. Plus, uh, there will be so many candidates that are questioning both policies and actions that if he doesn't stand to defend himself, uh, I believe he'll give individuals like Matt Pence the ability to control the narrative. Now, of course, in the January 6th case out of Washington, D.C., recently we've been seeing that the DOJ has requested the judge to issue a protective order. Now, this, of course, would potentially affect the campaign trail, former President Donald Trump's speeches and social media posts. And the DOJ is saying this is from a post that he put out saying, if you come after me, I'll come after you. How much can Trump's speech be limited or should it even be limited? The first thing in our constitution is the right to freedom of speech. Plus, you add the fact that Donald Trump is running for president. Any sort of gag order goes against all sounding principles of our our constitution and what we stand for here in America. And so ultimately, I think it would be a massive uh, disjustice for any sort of gag order or censorship to be applied to Donald Trump or any candidate for that matter. Now, of course, former Vice President Mike Pence, he has qualified for the first GOP debate. Now, he will take the stage with the other candidates vying for the nomination. And it will be the first time that we're seeing former President Donald Trump and former Vice President Mike Pence sharing the stage following not only their administration, but of course, more recently, the back and forth that's been happening in different interviews that they've been holding. And of course, on social media, all really talking about certifying the election. And of course, what happened on January 6th, you know, what do you make of potentially seeing two people from the same administration in this environment taking the debate stage? Well, I think it's going to result in fireworks, assuming that Trump decides to attend the debate. And I think both individuals will ultimately try to paint their narrative of the day's events. Uh, Obviously, Vice President Pence has come back with a very different uh, narrative, one that I think most Americans don't necessarily concur with. 
Um, and so he's going to have to defend that point, especially with Donald Trump being on the same stage, being able to fact check him and interject at the same time. Now, you worked in the Trump-Pence administration. What do you make of what voters are currently watching unfold throughout the courts? Well, I think it is truly a election unlike anything we've ever seen before. You start acting up all of the legal action, the kind of politicization of technology and education and so many factors in our everyday life. And then the fact that you have a president running for non-consecutive terms, it's really interesting. And I think that a lot of people are worried and should be worried about the amount of pressure the DOJ is really trying to leverage over the Trump uh, campaign over, you know, at one point the, the Pence campaign and, you know, that kind of overstep of justice and of executive power uh, should raise alarm across uh, many voters' minds. So, of course, there's not just drama on the GOP, on the GOP side. The DNC is facing pressure to host debates. Of course, uh, challenging the incumbent, Joe Biden, is Marianne Williamson and, of course, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Do you think the DNC will entertain this idea of hosting debates so that voters can hear from candidates and learn more about their policies? While I believe there should be an actual debate with Joe Biden and his challengers, I believe ultimately the DNC and the Biden campaign won't let that happen. We see how Biden struggles to get through simple daily tasks and answer simple questions. If you were to put him on a stage where his opponents have the ability to question him on his background, his character and his policies, he would just fumble through the entire you know, 90 minutes of the debate. And ultimately, I believe that it would give Kennedy or Williamson the ability to really come within striking distance of Biden. And that's something they will not let happen. Something else that's plaguing the current administration following Devin Archer's bombshell congressional interview last week, alleging President Biden's deep involvement with his son, Hunter, and his business dealings. There's a new light that's being cast on his son's longtime business partner, Eric Sherwin, who stands to possibly know even more. Where do you think this could go and might it impact President Biden's reelection bid? Oh, I think it is a huge liability to the Biden campaign. And ultimately, we first started seeing it with the Bobulinski story that came out and then with Archer and so many more of Hunter Biden's former colleagues. I think that really what we're starting to see is the whole system crumble and the whole facade is getting exposed. I believe that, you know, there was likely some uh, very shady deals at best that took place with uh, Hunter Biden and his overseas contacts. And ultimately, the more that that information comes out, the more damaging it will be to the Biden campaign. And I believe that the more that news outlets actually cover these stories, uh, it will really cause a big shift in the Democrat voters' minds. Now, you've worked in Washington, D.C. and have a unique perspective to offer. The House Oversight Committee continues to investigate the Biden family's business dealings. Do you think President Biden is compromised? I believe that Hunter Biden is definitely compromised on what we've seen thus far. It likely, some other parts of the family, including the president himself. 
I believe that the oversight committee will continue to dig. Hopefully they can dig up all of the details of a 24 cycle. So our uh, voters can be informed on all the facts. But I truly believe that under the next Republican White House and House and Senate, we'll really start to get a full understanding of how deep the corruption really goes. And it could not potentially end just at the president himself. It could expand to other members of the Democratic Party. Do you think America's national security is at risk? Well, I can say as a former White House employee, we went through a very extensive background check. And the whole purpose of that was to ensure that we could not be compromised by foreign nationals or foreign governments as a whole. If the information about Hunter Biden and what has been alleged against him, it creates a massive national security vulnerability for the U.S. and, and for you know Western society as a whole. And until we're able to really get a grasp on that and, and kind of quarantine it off, uh, I believe that, you know, leverage can be made against President Biden. And I think that in policy decisions, we see some of that leverage being uh, acted upon. With just 30 seconds left, seeing how the government agencies have been treating the Trump family versus the Biden family, are there two tiers of justice in America? Well, I, I really believe that there are. Uh the government is made up of what we call career employees. Those are individuals most of the time from Democratic campaigns that stay over. And so there's a heavy bias uh, against Republicans in the federal government. And, you know, we've seen Trump try to drain the swamp. And I think the next Republican administration has to finish that promise. Thanks so much for your time. More ticker news right after this. 